Hello, Blinkiverse. Ryan here, and uh, welcome to part two of our Untitled Retrospective. On this episode, Mike and I get through three whole songs from the album. Uh, we talked about this album for like four hours, so who knows how many more we'll be dropping in the coming weeks, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it. But uh, I wanted to say thank you for all your emails and your thoughts and experiences with the album. We're still compiling the emails and the tweets. Uh, for our wrap-up mailbag episode, so keep them coming. Um, and hit us up on social media at 182podcast or email us at 182podcast at gmail.com. We greatly appreciate it. It's been fun uh, reading. Anyways, I hope you're all staying safe out there in this crazy, crazy world. Wear a mask, but uh, take your pants off. Get out of your uniform and get ready for action. <laughs> Take off your pants and podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Ryan. And today we are doing it. This Getting is into it. This is it. This is it, folks. This is the untitled. We're gonna talk about it and 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 just break it down song by song. We're gonna get into the nitty gritty of it. Uh, it's all gonna happen on this episode, folks. So I'm I'm happy you tuned into this. This is gonna be a very this is gonna be a very special episode um, yeah. here on Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. And um, before we do it, though, you know, we always just like to start up and, and catch up. And, and before recording, Ryan was telling me something pretty, <laughs> pretty monumental this morning. He, he yeah. was watching a movie. Well, um, I guess before that, like, uh, I wanted to shout out the dude that kind of inspired this, um, that uh, sent us that nice email. Um, oh, yeah. Let me- yeah. As we established in the, in the episode before this, if you haven't heard it, uh, I recommend checking that out before this one because we, we kind of set the stage, if you will. Yeah, it was uh, uh, yeah Josh. Josh, um, I don't know if he cares about his last name, but Saunders that was from uh, Australia, and he's he, in the last episode we read his email out and stuff that he was just like, "Yeah, you guys ever talked about this?" And so we, you know, we're doing a few episodes on uh, the old yeah, title. It, it was a great, great email, um, a great message, and. Yeah, and Andy was like, hey, I'm going through your back catalog and realized you never, am I missing something? Or did you not talk about self-titled? I'm like, no, we didn't because we were afraid of, of I was afraid of talking about it because there's there's like a lot there to, to unpack. Yeah. And I want to do it justice, uh, yeah, he, which we're going to do. We're going to do it justice. I don't know if you knew, he sent a follow-up email about like his, um, and maybe we'll save this kind of for like a, a mailbag yeah, yeah. at the end. Uh, but Yeah, definitely. He kind of sent like kind of a little follow-up of... Uh, you know his uh, his thoughts on the album, so we have to give him the give him the, the floor for that. You know, for inspiring this whole little series we're doing. But yeah, right, right. So, so what were you watching this? Yeah, morning? I don't know. It, it kind of somewhat fits into our. Uh, you know, I guess it's a little bit before this, but just like the early two thousands of the era of time of yeah. the era for um, sure. There was a, a movie that I I slept on for so long and never watched. Um, I think I maybe caught like bits and pieces on like t- late night TV. But I never had seen the Josie and the Pussycats movie from 2001, mm. the live action. I have heard nothing but good things about that movie. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard lots of people who've seen it recently. I haven't seen it myself, but I've well, heard lots of people. It was say a movie that got a, like pretty bad movie. reviews. It bombed hard. It made like 12 million dollars on like a 40 million dollar budget or something. Oof. Like wow, it like was a huge flop. 
Um, but it had its fans, and in the last few years, it's sort of like grown like a oh, not you know for the while. It's it's definitely grown a lot, and and it's so good. It's basically, <laughs> in a way, it's kind of and in the way I wanted to bring it up. Why I wanted to bring it up is that it's a little bit like the all the small things movie, the all the small things music video movie, if that makes sense. Like, mm. <laughs> like, I like a parody of just kind of the the top forty music of its day. Yeah, but it's like um, I put this is something I put in uh, my letterbox review this morning. Is that it's kind of a combination of like all my favorite movies. It's like mm. it, it's Wayne's R- World. Ryan, what's your letter? But what, what is your letterbox? Give it. Give the. Give oh, a you know, it's, for that. it's Darth Ryan, of course. You know, like like everything. Oh, Darth else. Ryan. Okay, you like Star Wars. So if you if you like movies, follow me on your old uh, letterbox, but. It um it's a combination of like Wayne's World, Scott Pilgrim, that thing you do. I said the all the small things music video, and then also like Cabin in the Woods. Like it's a little bit like that too, because uh, I don't <laughs> okay. want to. Spo- I mean, I don't spoil. I mean, this is kind of like the plot of the movie, but basically, it's. I mean, if you didn't know, like Joseph and the Pussycats, and I, I'm like an Archie neophyte. I don't know much about Archie, but Joseph and the Pussycats take place in the Archie universe. You know, they're like. Really? Uh, yeah. Archie you, extended cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> like they were, they're, yeah. Like I, the, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew, I knew there wasn't there like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. That's what I remember. There was, yeah. Uh, yeah, scene. but it's that was based off of um, the, the. They were part of Archie Comics, mm. Josie and the Pussycats. So, but basically, this movie. Is so this like, is like a comic book movie. It is. It's a comic book movie. They even mention it. In a way. There's like a part where like a girl's like, "Why are you here?" And he's like, I, "She was like, I was in the comic book." And she's and someone's like, what? So it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like Scott Pilgrim in that way too, because there's like references to that. Um, yeah. But it's literally about like consumerism and like kind of um, they live sort of thing a little bit, where everything is like controlled, <laughs> like the like buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. It's like all um, uh, stuff embedded in the music and the media that we consume and stuff like that. And they're literally putting. Like, and then like they do a whole thing where, you know, when like famous actors or like famous musicians die, it's literally like they're being killed off by like this, this secret organization basically when they realize like they're, this sounds awesome. This sounds really fun. It's really good. (laughs) It's like so good. And and basically there's like, and it's like almost this whole thing where these girls get swooped up into this whole thing. And, um, the beginning of the movie is basically the all small things music video make, making fun of like Backstreet Boys and stuff, and they die in like a plane crash. And there's like a code word or like with regarding American Pie. Like it's <laughs> and uh, is there what what I would want from this movie is like a um, School of Rock had this where they have like uh, the good like antagonist band. Like there's you remember in School of Rock there's like the 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 other band that they're like. Yeah competing with that's like really like douchey rock music is there like it just is there like another band and well, josie and the pussycats it's not really it's more about like the the label the record labels and stuff like they're like mm, the bad guys okay. and they're the ones um this is perfect for this episode this really this is what this album is all about yeah it, it's literally about like about you know uh being yourself and liking what you are and not changing kind of thing and um but it's like it's 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 so funny and it's literally like um, there's so much product placement, but they do it in a way that's like, so, it's like hilarious. Like, they'll be like in like a shower and there's like McDonald's symbols like in the shower, you know, 
<laughs> like that's that is good. It's so good. Yeah, that, that's like w- Wayne's World did that. Oh one. yeah, it's like a lot like the Wayne. It's basically that Wayne's World little bit for like two minutes in the movie, like the whole movie. Um, it, there's like a line in the movie that just sums it up, where um, T- Tara Reid in the movie, she's like the drummer of the Pussycats, and she says Carson Daly tried to kill us tonight, and uh, <laughs> like, and that just was just so funny to me. I don't know why. Like, that's I was, a good quote. I was just laughing by myself because. Literally, like they they set them up into like a fake TRL to try to kill them and stuff like that. Do you know? You remember what the fake TRL is called? It was TRL, but it was like it was like it was like it was like cardboard cutouts of like the audience and like the like like the streets, you know, like the um, of New New York was like a cardboard cutout, and they're like, "This is not real," and all this stuff, and and Carson Daly comes out with a bat and tries to kill them and stuff like that, and and it just kind of it's almost like. Because this around this era of the you know the Untitled album was almost like the the last peak of TRL MTV kind of thing, and it's almost like this mm-hmm. movie is almost like, uh, in a way, is almost like the turning point for MTV, like changing and you know people buying music and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean TRL was huge in two thousand. Yeah, I think it was still huge in two thousand two. By two thousand five. I don't, you know, it was definitely not what it was. And then five years later, 2010, I don't know if it was still on. No, I don't think so either. But like, I remember seeing like Blink play at a, like on like the rooftops and stuff like that, like playing Feeling This on like the MTV rooftop and stuff like that. So this is like the last hurrah, I feel like for it. And it's almost like this movie almost is like commenting on that in 2001. And it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really worth watching. It's on HBO. um, And uh, yeah. Is this HBO Max? It might be or on also HBO. It might be on both. You know, I watched on HBO no. Max, but it, it might. I think it's, no one knows. You know, no, no one, one knows. knows really. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I watch on HBO Max, and it's worth checking out because it is. Um, it's so satirical and funny, uh, especially for that time, and um, and it it probably should have been like a huge movie, you know. But like yeah. like Scott Pilgrim and Awakes, it kind of feels like that kind of vibe. Um, it's uh, and that movie failed as well, you know, and kind of gained a cult audience and stuff like that and really takes place about the time i could see edgar wright being a hmm. yeah yeah from from what i know about it i could see edgar wright being a fan and like drawn on that for scott pilgrim oh for sure, for sure. like it totally feels that vibe and um and it, it's it's worth checking out and... Been around. i made you a rock star tell me you don't love that forget it you know i never liked you no matter what happens we will always be friends first Kill me with the guitar. You messed with the wrong pussycat. My bad. Josie and the Pussycats. I don't know. Just felt like this. Um, it fit well with talking about this time and era, I suppose. <laughs> so yeah. Even though this is well, a little bit, it was a little bit I, before, but yeah, but it's it's in the milieu. For sure, not that far. I mean, what that was for put in perspective, that would be like today, something from twenty seventeen or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's not not that far behind. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, should we get into it? I I think that's yeah. That's now that we've kind of broken you know broken in ourselves in and talked some some Josie. Um, <laughs> yeah, Josie. <laughs> yeah, Blink. You know, like it's uh, it fits. See, it all ties together. It all ties Connect together. Connect the dots. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's start. I'm. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I'm ready for action. Uh, yeah. I think. I think we should start talking about feeling this. Yeah. Let's. We I guess we're gonna try to go kind of like song by song and try to just strap yourself them. in. We're we're doing it. This is happening. <laughs> what if the whole episode we're just like we're just you know strap yourself in. <laughs> Get ready for it because it's about to happen. Uh, <laughs> you know what we forgot? We forgot, like we talked about this last night that we were thinking of doing, and I guess we're not going to now, but like a bit that we were recording this in the, the studio that uh, <laughs> that we're, we're just to feel the energies. We're in the studio oh, yeah. where they recorded this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bit. Um, if you're listening, you might not be aware, but we, we have rented a house in uh, Rancho... I want to say like Retro Cucamonga, but yeah, we we rented a a house in the gated community. um, Yeah. The same house that Blink rented. Yeah. um, For the recording. We, we, you know, we want to use the space kind of. We just wanted to feel the magic, you know? We just wanted to. Yeah. Get experimental. I'm actually recording. It sounds like we're in different places right now, and that's because we're in different places of the house for for the different acoustics. Um, I'm recording in the shower. I'm the, uh, the same shower I'm that they recorded the Tom's vocals. <laughs> oh, screaming. the reverb. That natural reverb is so good. It's going to be great for the podcast. I, I remember reading that, and you know, I was pretty young, you know, when this, when this came out, it would have been, you know, 15 or 16, whatever it was. And, um, and reading, like, oh, wow, they set up the microphones down a hallway and had Tom scream. And I remember thinking, like, whoa, you could do that? It's so cool. Like, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. just so blown away by that, you know, just that, that idea, you know, of just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, oh, you could do things different. Like, oh, there are no rules. Just because, you know, they, you didn't really know, you know, just kind of like all the, you know, I'm sure they've been doing yeah. stuff like that for 100 years, but just kind of fun. Like, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, feeling uh, this. So feeling this. Uh, yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one to start on. I gotta regret right now. It sucks that this is the first song. Uh, for no other reason other than like us doing this episode right now. Yeah, like it's a great first song on the album. Um, it's a great first single. It's a great song, but it's so big. I feel like we're like starting the episode on like the summit of yeah. of the mountain. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack with it. So yeah, I think the I think the the best way to dive into this song is just what was you know. Let's talk about our reactions to hearing it for the first time because this yeah. is the first. This is um. The first song they recorded for the album. Wow. Um, I, I don't know if I said this in our, our previous one. I think I did, but um, we might repeat this was, ourselves. I feel like in this one, I don't yeah, know. might might be repeating some of it. I'll try not to get too much into that. Yeah. But um, the this was the first song they recorded, and it was done in basically that song was written in like a day. Um, everyone knows the story of like they both Mark and Tom went into separate rooms to write about love and came at it from kind of different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we have today. Um, but it's, it's interesting like that. This is the first song they did because it already has a, like a specific sound to it. Um, and, and in a way it's kind of unique from anything on the rest of the album. I, or I just feel unique like as it. far as like, a anything ever maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think this is, they, they joked about, um, 
the album being like Pet Sounds, and that, that was one of the titles that they threw around is that we're going to call it Our Pet Sounds. And I think this is the, the song that, that gets the closest that. to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, partly because of the harmonizing vocals going on. I mean, they really lean on that more than they ever had. Yeah. Um, but it's also the musical experimentation. Like, w- what's going on under, you know, the bed? It's really cool. And, and weird. Um, yeah. Really weird, yeah. And, and a reoccurring theme we'll get with this album is when it's done live, it's cool, and, and there's cool parts to it, but it's difficult to, like Pet Sounds, it's difficult to replicate this album in a live setting, I think, or some of the songs, because part of the magic is um, the effort that went into you know, recording in the house mm-hmm. and, and getting getting the specific sounds for everything together. And that you can't really repeat that in a live setting. Like, you, you can get different things out of it, but this specific thing, you know, this album it, it uniquely in the Blink canon, um, I think, is special for you know just the album and, yeah. and listening to this album. And this is the first song where that's really a thing, I think, in a way that it never really was before. I, I guess the closest thing you add to before that is uh, like the little keyboard line and all the small things, you know, little mm. touches like that. But this is like, um, I don't know. It's like the whole song is that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I didn't like it a whole lot when I first heard it. Um, I didn't hate it, but but it was it was so different and it was not what I was expecting that I was like, huh. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't quite get it. Um, and when I got the album, it wasn't a song. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, this is the first song, and I I don't know if I skipped it or not, but it wasn't it wasn't something that stood out to me. But my opinion is is really reversed on it mm-hmm. it's it's probably my favorite blink song it's uh, kind of become i think in that in, in that way for me too and i was kind of one of those two and i've probably talked about this before of like you know when you're young you're kind of like eh, the single's never the good one you know kind of thing yeah and uh yeah. and i probably was like i remember listening to it a lot and it growing on me and, and me getting into it but it was kind of one of those things too where i like uh i don't think i quite got it either and I was just like, what a weird song. And it was just like, it was like tough going down. Where do we go from here? Turn all the lights down now. Smiling from ear to ear. Our breathing has got too loud. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it um, it's one that's definitely just keeps growing. And it's one, it's probably the song I play the most off this album when I just like want to hear it, you know. Um, they've been opening their, tre- you know concerts with it probably much pretty much ever since you know that song came out um but yeah it is so crazy and weird but uh yeah it's so good like just just like the intro you know travis it's like you you just know right off the bat like this is gonna be different you know just like this fling is that what that that tone is called is that yeah it's 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 it it is and what they did um was kind of interesting is they this is a at the point where they had the option to do it digitally, but they decided to do it like the old school way with like two tape machines next to each mm. other at like different speeds. I don't know the whole, like I, that's the extent of my knowledge on it. I just said everything <laughs> I know. Right. But it sounds really good. You can't, I don't know. You can't argue with the results. Like the, the, the flange on Travis's flange, drums yeah. are feeling this. If you were to make like a list of like, top five uses of flange like this would be up there right like it's everyone knows that sound i feel like it's it sounds it just sounds cool and it sounds good i i don't know if they would have i don't know if it was the tape machine or what but um whatever they did to get these 
and this is going to be a reoccurring thing theme here that Jerry Finn is like crushing it. This is his, <laughs> you know, this is as much his album, maybe more so than like anyone else's at this point. <laughs> like a sample from like a, a cartoon or whatever like well, I think ready it's the for captain action. america live action show i think i'm pretty sure that's what oh, i should have looked okay. it up but uh yeah it's almost like that little tone it's just like just even like a little sample like that which is different for blink um is almost like uh you know hold on to your butts for this whole album yeah. in a thing you know yeah. like this isn't your grandma your your dad's uh blink 182 this isn't though. your older brother's blink 182 <laughs> <laughs> So that's what's so funny about it. And um, I, I love, I, I'll repeat it. Like I will like be listening to it and then I'll just like restart the track over again just to hear the intro again. The drums, just the drums and the get ready for action gives me the chills. Just thinking yeah. about it and get ready uh, for action. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just this crazy thing. And, um, and it just, it, I, you, you talked about the whole thing with um, Tom and Mark, you know, uh, taking this, like, we're going to write a song about love and sex or whatever. And, you know, and trying to like, there's, so, they're like, it's like two songs competing with each other, but somehow yeah. it works in like a perfect harmony. It's so, where yeah. he's like, Tom's, you know, this, this, it's all aggression and like this animalistic nature to it. And then you have Fade this like poetic. Short this time. <laughs> and then you have like the poetic, you know, the nice guy, Mark, just like you place know, is never the same <laughs> again after you came and went. And it's so, uh, yeah, it's so be- it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's it's good because they're different. Like it, it really works. And the, it it um, like you know the the Beatles. Um, you know another song with two Tom singers, and Mark. But you know? but it, it kind of Mark, Mark and Mark <laughs> fucking Mark and Mark Paul and Paul. And John. <laughs> John, Paul, Mark, and Tom. Yeah, the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> it it reminds me of um, that song, uh, uh, "Getting Better" or whatever. Oh, what's the name of that song? Get it? You know, got to admit it's getting better. It's getting better yeah, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, it can't get no worse. Got to admit it's getting better. It's a little better all the time. That that's a, a classic example of like, you know, Paul and John are different, and that's like kind of the difference right there. Like, Paul's like singing the song like "Got to Admit It's Getting Better," but and then like John's line like "It can't get no worse" like completely changes the whole uh, yeah. tone of the song. And and this is like the same thing where it's it's like one song's happening, and then someone else comes in, and it's like oh, this is like a different thing going on or changing what what you're saying. It's like are these different relationships or is this the same relationship at like different time is like mark singing like 
after something happened and it's it's like up, up in the air and it's all really cool like it's a it's a fun way of presenting like a pretty standard uh topic in and making it sound like fresh and, and new well yeah like my kind of like i guess like thesis on the whole album is that it's sort of like this um I kind of put like the you know the de- uh, the duality and like the devil and God on your sh- or the devil and the angel on your shoulder kind of thing where it's almost like mm. say like a song like Easy Target and all of this is like this you know duality song of like of uh, you know fuck this bitch you know type of like thing and then the other one's like <laughs> this like no I'm actually I love this per- you know thing it's like this kind of like yeah. weird uh, two sides of the same coin sort of thing kind of going on throughout yeah. the whole album in a way especially you know yeah. So it's like a weird thesis, like the whole, this feeling, this is like this, uh, yeah, it's like a thesis for the whole album kind of thing. And it, it almost make in a way, the album is almost a concept album in a strange yeah, way. Yeah, it, it is. And, and reading about it, I think they were kind of going for that at first and didn't kind of abandon the, the idea of making it that strong, but it's yeah. still, it's still there. Like you, you can hear the, the remnants of it in certain songs for sure. Um, and yeah, fe- feeling this is, I, yeah, it's it's really cool, and I, one thing I like about it um, that I I feel like is often overlooked because there's so much else going on. I think it's one of Tom's coolest riffs. It's it's weird. It's like yeah, a, a weird repeated thing too. Like I'm like I there's a lot of that in this album, just like this repeated line over and over again. You know, like yeah, like. It's it's just such a strange way of playing too. Like it's a weird song to yeah, try playing on the guitar too. Yeah, that riff like it's it's kind of weird to play it. And once you wrap your head around the timing, it's not like the hardest thing in the world or anything. But it's a weird. I think it's like insane trying to think of writing that. Like like yeah, that's a like Tom is a very unique style of playing for sure. <laughs> and um, well, that's what's so interesting about him. You know, like it's. Like, uh, yeah. and he inspired a whole generation to play guitar and it's like, and, and it's such a weird way of playing it. And, and now I'm fucked up forever of trying to play guitar because of, because <laughs> of him, you know, <laughs> that's so, the, yeah, that's the problem. But, but uh, it's kind of cool, but it's, I don't know, you can't admit the, the, the you know, it's, it's kind of cool and kind of insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's really bouncy. It, like it, it goes well with the bouncy drums. Like, um, th- yeah, the, like the the, it's it's Tom and Travis in particular were like really in sync in this time for sure. Uh, like like Boxcar Racer, I think we've talked about before. It came about um, because Tom and Travis were just like jamming in in uh, during downtime and tours, and just kind of like doing these riffs together. And I feel like that that interplay is like really strong in this album with feeling this obviously, but uh, even songs like I miss you and you know, they're, they're, they're in sync for sure. And, and, and working yeah. in a tight way. Well, it's um, funny cause I watched, speaking of Travis drumming, um, I watched a, a video, a couple videos of just like drummers playing to it, the song. And mm. it's really a lot. Most of the time it's kind of like, it's so, sort of simplistic. It's really like the same beat for most of the song. 
if, but it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't come across that way. I mean, no, it, no. It, it changes it's... only toward the end, but it's really just like the same thing for a while, which is kind of huh. different because you don't really hear, you wouldn't, um, I don't know, there's not like a lot of fills. I mean, there is later, but it kind of like for a yeah. while, it's just that same, yeah. the same kind of thing for a while. That, and that drum beat is hugely, Travis said was like his tribute to John Bonham of, mm. of Led Zeppelin. And uh, in particular, uh, this is, there's a song, uh, Good Times, Bad Times, on the first Led Zeppelin album that is yeah. pretty similar to this beat. Um, not not like, it's not like he stole it by any means. And if you go back yeah, and listen to it, it's not, it. it's not the same beat. But um, it's it's similar, for sure. Um, it has that kind of like, the like, boom, pop, 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 pop. Like, yeah. there's just like a certain kind of, uh, there's probably a, a actual term for it. Um, but, but yeah, it's, if you listen to it, I'd, I'll, I'll probably drop it in here, but it sounds, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear like Travis pulling from these things that were not, um, not something that Blink was ever really drawing from before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like they're, uh, it's, it's, I, it's, I feel like the Chris Farley show is like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's. It's interesting. I, 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 I love it. And it's, um, and it's one of those things where you just, you have the back and forth with those two. And those are the strongest th- songs on the album. I think is the back and forth with Mark and Tom. Um, and it's cool kind of listening back really deeply the last uh, couple weeks listening to this and just thinking like, like, cause it's always, it was, I guess if I had like a complaint is that the, the album, especially the last half is very Tom heavy, but Mark is on a lot of those songs. It's just he's kind of like this background, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's something I uh picked up on the first time I like yeah. from the beginning. Like I I I remember thinking like, wow, this is a lot of Tom. Like there's only one song on this album that's only Mark, which yeah. is way different than it it had been. Um But the I thing mean, is he sings like, like a lot he sings a lot of the songs. It just it's like the only one that's Yeah. There's, there there's yeah. there's a lot of back and forth, but there's there's a decent amount of only Tom on here too. Yeah, um, and it, it's kind of it's a weird thing um think about, but it it somehow works. I don't know. It's a uh, it's it's almost like because back then I was definitely like a Tom guy, you know. And it, we talked about this before that grown into more of a, the Mark guy, but yeah. um, it's it's interesting just to kind of hear like this is like the the breaking point or like the the peak of both of them, you know. Yeah, Before. I mean, I don't know what the reason is behind it. I I've never heard that like uh, Mark was having like ideas rejected or anything. But no, um, maybe he, maybe Tom had more ideas going on. I I I I, I, I I've seen too. Um, I saw a video of the recording of this where Mark was singing parts of songs that Tom sang, like Tom, on the on the record. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they. If that, like, I miss you. I the I heard a thing where Mark was singing uh, the Tom verse on that song, which would... yeah, like I think they did that because there's even um, in uh, I forget what song it's in my notes down here somewhere is that there's one where uh, um, like Tom wrote the the chorus of this part, but Mark I think it's on I think it's on Here's Your Letter I think or one I forget what song it is, but there's one other one where it's like Tom wrote the lyrics, so they were they were singing each other's lyrics too. Throughout, yeah. which is usually probably pretty different for them, but yeah, uh, it, yeah, I think that is, and that's pretty. That's pretty cool. It's it's weird, is they, you know, doesn't sound like they actually did have a good relationship at this time, but it 
it they had it was good enough for them to, to work together and, and make this well we talked about that the whole like having that um tension um sometimes creates like the best stuff you know yeah so. yeah like uh the beatles uh <laughs> <laughs> who tom mark paul <laughs> george yeah um well god i mean we've talked about feeling this a lot i feel like just in our show yeah, uh, so I'm like saying things. I'm like, ah, I think we've said this. Like, it's fine. We, it's been a while, you know. Whatever. But well, do you have Do you have anything else to say about feeling no, we, this? We kind of went through my notes a little bit, really. But um, yeah, it's just. Oh, it, I, I I do have one thing to pick up. Uh, sure. I I found a, a a 2004. This is just kind of a quick little aside. Yeah. I found a 2004 interview with Drum Magazine uh, oh, that cool. Travis did, and in it he said the uh, cowbell in the chorus was a joke, mm-hmm. uh, and then Mark and Tom ended up like loving it so they mm. kept it in but oh, cool. he said he just recorded that as like a funny like hey i'll put cowbell in the song there's that whole uh out like at the end of the song there's all those those harmonies the background stuff and like for a while like it's like you don't even know what the hell they're saying you know a lot of time but there's like the whole so lost and delusion delusioned is in there are we alone do you feel it so lost and delusioned are we lo-? that's kind of get so repeated. lost and delusioned uh, disillusioned i mean sorry disillusioned lost and disillusioned yeah and then uh yeah i'll leave you when i wanna fate fell short this time your smile fades in the summer plays your hand of mine i'll leave when i wanna and that's that so, so lost and delusioned it's like i can't even like without hearing it like i can't even like sing that part like how it's going yeah it's so yeah. strange yeah. it is it's it's weird that it like all fits together like i i wonder how long that took or if it just kind of fell in place. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, and it, yeah, like it's, it's just this weird combination of these two different songs combined that just create this crazy thing that should have, there's been. like the one part where it's just like, I'll be your own. You be it. I have no <laughs> idea what that is. I think that's, that's the, are we alone? Do you feel it? That's that. Really? I've never known. I was just like, Oh, be it. You feel, <laughs> feel it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> That's the, okay. that part. Yeah. So All it's, right. yeah, it's so strange. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's something that should have been a disaster and somehow works and, <laughs> and, um, is probably, yeah, probably their best song they've ever done. It fell short this time. Your smile fades in the summer. Place your hand in mine. I'll leave when I want to. Fade fell short this time. Your smile fades in the summer. Place your hand in mine. I'll leave when I wanna. Fade fell short this time. Your smile fades in the summer. Place your hand in mine. I'll leave when I wanna. Fade fell short this time. Your smile fades in the summer. Place your hand in mine. I'll leave when I wanna. Say what you just said. Yeah. Now, now we're starting the episode for real. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Obvious, which is a song we've... Yeah, that was, the, that was the Chris Farley show for a little bit. Yeah, so. and you all know about feeling this, but this is this is a deep cut now. We're, we're getting into Obvious, which is a song I've I never really talked about on the show. Not a single. Not one they've... 
played live that much. I mean, they've they've played them live. They played all these live. Um, yeah. But it's it's you know, uh, meat. You're this this is the meat and potatoes of the album for sure. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about you know Mark Tom. Uh, how much are they singing? The next song, all Tom. This is. Uh, a, there might be some Mark stuff going on in the harmony. I think there's that Mark in the deep in the vocals, like in the verses. Or is that on, that's in um, violence. Violence, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's violence. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark is in here some way, but it's not very, um, pardon the obvious. pun, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say this is, this is a song that, um, again, Travis said was influenced by John Bonham, uh, the drums. And, and it has one of my favorite uh, drum sounds. Um, to quote mm. Travis from the um, the booklet, the famous tome that came with the album. So if, if you were listening back in the day, you know this CD came with a booklet of lyrics, but then it also compact had... Compact disc. Compact disc, yep. Yeah. Uh, it had... It was kind of like a laser disc, but smaller. Um, yeah. And it had uh, the lyrics, but it also had notes from the band members of like but it was like scrawled like it was like Mad Men. Yeah. Like a mad person wrote it. You could clear they were very proud of their work. Like they were like, here's what we're oh, doing with this one, you know? Um, yeah, I love that. And I yeah. and I think I had the album for a while before I read that thing. Like I remember, uh, I strictly remember being in um, like a, on a road trip or something. Like in the, like my parents driving and like reading it. Like finally like opening that up with like. Oh my God. This was player. day one for me. Like I took it home. I was like pouring over the things, listening to it. it. This wasn't a thing that I did too often. Well, you didn't was like read that. Read, stuff. yeah, I know. I don't know if, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to. Listen read. to the show. It may was, not know Ryan uh, doesn't know how to read. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> but it was like a, it was not something I remember doing that often. It was like reading the like the lyrics along with like the and like reading about like the album because you know, internet was still young back then. Yeah. Um, and so and I remember. Sh- specifically I, I probably glanced at it like i remember because i had i talked about this before like one of the first blink cds i actually had the real cd was uh mark tom and travis show the rest were burned before that and uh that one had like a booklet with like a lot of pictures and naked butts and all kinds of stuff in yeah. it and remember <laughs> me getting into like thinking that was cool <laughs> but and then uh <laughs> yeah and i finally remembered i i don't know it might have been a time before this but i had this memory of reading it in the car like reading all that stuff while i listened yeah. to the album and like, wow, that's where you hear about the whole thing with sex and I'm going in different places. Where do you think you would have been going? Was it like a... I feel like it was drive. My parents have a cabin and I remember mm. drive, maybe us like driving home from there to Phoenix. That's, that and sounds like that's a good, what I remember reading good time, time and place to get into it. Yeah. And now I get dizzy reading in the car. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, uh, Travis said uh, in, in that booklet, uh, he said, Obvious was a really dark song in the album. We were thinking Failure meets Led Zeppelin meets The Police. I love the verses in this song. And uh, I get why he loves the verses in the song, because his drums and the verses of this song are pretty cool. They're some of his coolest drum beats for a verse of a song. Also has my one of my favorite guitar riffs and one of the most straightforward guitar riffs on the album. This, mm-hmm. this is like um, 
for just from a songwriting perspective, feeling this was kind of the new era of Tom riffs that he's pretty much stayed in ever since where he writes riffs that are based on uh, chords, you know, like power chords or octaves as opposed to single note riffs. Like, putting anything from this album aside, look at the difference between the riff of damn it and wishing well, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. damn it being like single note, like wishing well is like yeah. chords and obvious is kind of a throwback in that way to like his, 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 his older style of riffs and like, yeah. but definitely heavier. Like this song, it, it, to me, it kind of sounds like they took the chorus of stay together for the kids and was like, let's just go all the way in that direction. And, Kind of. Yeah. I kind of have it as like almost like it's sort of a holdover from boxcar time. It totally sounds like that. Yeah. And even the production touches of the, um, one of my favorite production things in the whole album is on the song, which is the, um, on the downbeat when they have the, it's like a big bell or gong or something, not a gong. It's probably like a bell. Um, that's like in times like the, and there's like a bell that, that comes in to kind of like in the emphasize the, the kick drum and that, is like a that soundscape reminds me a lot of Boxcar Racer, especially the um, instrumental song on Boxcar Racer. It adds like a lot of bells and chimes. a specific thing so yeah that that totally makes sense i i I could imagine this being a riff worked on in the in the boxcar days and maybe that's why it's it's tom it's a tom focused song yeah and it kind of has that the guitar and like the the ending of um was it up all night that has that sort of like breakdown up all night which was written during these or or at least that riff was written during these sessions i I could yeah i could imagine that being an outro to this song originally or something you know who knows Yeah. yeah yeah it sort of has that vibe for sure um, yeah, I kind of have that. It's 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 sort of one of the most. Um, there's a couple others like this, but sort of stripped down, especially during like the main riff, um, and the and the breaks really stripped down. But then it kind of has like, um, like you know, in like the times like this kind of stuff, it kind of like breaks into this huge thing when like the verses and stuff kind of yeah. feel like there's more stripped down. I say yeah, that that's another thing that's in the verses too. There's like that, like it's like a hip hop kind of influence or whatever. But just there's like I saw you again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah, think you used um, me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that uh, that end bridge with like the saw you again and again and again, again and again. Um, Do it to move yeah. on, to move on, to move on. Well, it's almost. Uh, I have it here. It's something on the album. Um, there's a lot where the, there's a lot of repeated lyrics in it that doesn't but doesn't seem repetitive but it's almost like if you look at the out the like the lyrics listed out on a lot of these songs there's not a whole lot there if that makes sense it's a lot no, more of the music driving the songs yeah there some of these songs there's some uh some of the mark ones are are more uh verbose um but the uh, especially the tom ones yeah they're really he's kind you can see the bridge between where he's at now which is just fully um without saying good or bad he's his his lyrics are very like impressionistic now like it's it's kind Mm -hmm. of like 
setting moods rather than describing specific things. And you, you, that's here. Like he's definitely singing about certain things. Like obvious is very much like about someone cheating on you, uh, or at least a breakup and cheating is involved. Um, but within that, it's pretty vague. Like, like the, the lines, um, the, the chorus, like I saw you again and again, there's some room to move on, on to move on. And I saw you again. How do we fix this? If we never had vision, like that's, Mm. that doesn't really mean anything like it kind of does but it kind of doesn't i think yeah Yeah. no 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 i mean i I, yeah i'm not trying to be negative it's just that it's like um it's very different than like uh this can be interpreted differently you know i guess that's yeah say yeah i mean think about it compared to like what's my age again like i saw like (laughs) i drove her home it was a friday night like it's like a really a specific thing yeah yeah i think we talked about that before that um that there's like a vagueness to the to the lyrics on a lot of these that it can be interpreted in a lot of different ways, um, which I like. And it's um, sometimes, but I also like the specific kind of mark kind of things too, because it's almost like uh, we keep going back to the Beatles. But um, <laughs> what's the damn uh, what's the last song on um, on freaking Sergeant Pepper? Uh, Day in the Day life. In the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the kind of the difference between like the. Oh man, the a day in the life the, is totally like a good up. example for yeah uh, this Woke album up, too. Got out of bed, yeah. dragged a comb across, across my, head. my head. Yeah, and what's yeah. the what's the John line like? There's something about like a man who shot himself in the face or whatever. Like, yeah. read the news today. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, and then Paul comes in. Woke up, got out of bed, <laughs> dragged a comb across my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's kind of that's kind of the difference between these two guys really at this point a little yeah. bit but mark has the, the, that kind of vibe too in a lot of these songs and in, in the middle chunk of the album of more kind of vague kind of uh ways of going about the lyrics definitely yeah and and yeah i think that's what's cool about tom's lyrics in this is that they're um they're they're, they're grounded enough that i feel like um the vagueness and being for open for interpretation is, it works better because you kind of have like a uh, a jumping off point. Whereas some of, some of, you know, the stuff on like Dreamwalker, it's kind of like, I don't need like, what is going on here? Like where, you know, what, wh- what do these mean? But obvious song, like obvious, it's, it's pretty clear what the song's about. So once you know well, I that, think, I think just having like the more repetitive, like less lyrics, mm. it can be, I think that's what it is. Like, in, yeah. like something like, if you have it, like if it's, I kind of have one of my notes and I believe it's on like violence. Um, is that uh, it kind of like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it, um, if it's, it's like they're under, like they, they're underthought, like the lyrics aren't overthought, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. they, they probably were, they probably did like think really, like they worked on this album for months and months and months, but they come across as being really like off the cuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're kind of natural. Yeah. Like these lines are pretty natural. Pretty natural. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, now I'm, I'm reading it. I'm kind of like appreciating because the the as a whole, the lyrics are really like uh, abstract. But line by line, they all sound like things you'd say in a conversation. Like, I think he yeah. used me again. Should we try this before we give up and move on? Uh, like, I saw you again. Uh, can you comfort yourself with the sense of revenge? Are you leaving me here? Yeah. Like, there's, there, there's something to it. Yeah, yeah. It just does that. I think that's the same interesting that thing throughout the whole album. Like the only song that really 
doesn't really that breaks away from this is um i think here's your letter really in a, in a strange go way. i think does yeah. go go seems like really specific yeah that's true um but yeah but, obvious is cool uh it's uh there, there's something like uh the subject material like i don't know if it's like the way tom inflects certain things or whatever but there's something about it that's always been like slightly off-putting to me about it like it just mm. seems like a little like um angrier than than blink normally is and not like a angry at the world thing but just like a like angry at this specific person for for cheating on me which is uh, maybe it's it's not really something i've dealt with personally i guess so maybe that's part of it Mm. but um it it was it it, it's always been something that i like it i bet it's it's a song that i kind of like appreciate from afar i appreciate certain elements in it but it is it's it's a great song but it's it's one of the weaker songs for me on that and it's just a there's something about it. I think it's the subject of the song or just kind of the tone it has. It's not something I've really totally connected with. Um, yeah, I think it was one. I remember I, th- I talked about this, how I went with my buddy to um, buy the album like the day it came out at Target. And I think we skipped feeling this because we had heard it a bunch yeah. and went straight to the obvious and was really just like, whoa. Yeah. Like it just was, we were kind of like, like I was just all about like the how hard everything sounded for Same. you know 15, 16 year old me kind yeah, of Yeah, I was and, uh, um, at at this point in 2003 I was I was just introduced to or maybe it's 2004 uh, but around this time I I was just introduced to what to me was the hardest rocking band I'd ever heard <laughs> Linkin Park. And yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking a lot of it like <laughs> hell yeah blink is sounding like lincoln park they're getting heavy which yeah they weren't really but they were getting heavy and my only frame of reference really was lincoln park for for that kind yeah, of sound yeah, yeah. I, I realize now they were drawing on a, a lot of things um not so much the, th- the thing is though is like it, it's funny because a lot of like the these hard songs will have these really beautiful kind of um this song has like tones in the, the in the verse yeah it has like a strummed acoustic guitar that's really it's yeah. like a 12 string i think it's it's it sounds which they don't really use and uh they're i can't think of another blink song that is a I, and maybe it's not 12 string but it sounds like one um do you know what i'm talking about the yeah. like bring. yeah a lot yeah a lot of these songs will have these really beautiful little things in them that um and it, they come off a lot more harder than they are if that if that's a makes yeah sense. you have the it, you know. it contrasts nicely Well, we did feeling this, we did obvious, and now I miss you. God damn, this album is like fr- it's front loaded for sure. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think like, my, one of my first notes is? Um, do you think I miss you is too early on the album? This is kind of devil's advocate question. Is I miss you too early on the album? Interesting. I can't imagine it being anywhere else. And I'll say <laughs> it fits perfectly sandwiched after obvious and before violence i think it fits so perfectly I, before violence i don't know if it fits perfectly after obvious for some reason oh i well you do yeah i i kind of like it because of the, the contrast right yeah. like you just have this like so feeling this starts and i feel like that kind of 
blows open your mind of like, oh shit, this could be anything. Mm-hmm. And then obvious comes in, and That's, I okay. feel like when, when obvious comes in, I feel like what you're thinking is like, oh okay, feeling this was like the experimental one, and obvious is like different for sure. But oh, this is box car plus blink. I get it. Mm-hmm. And then when I miss you comes in after it, it's like, no, you asshole. Like this really is like anything. Like we're, we're going to have, you're you're selling me. You're selling me. We're going to throw acoustics, just a bunch of acoustics and talking about the Beatles. Like this is the closest they get to like a George Martin arrangement. You know, you have like the, the strings in a very Martin-esque way. um, This is like where they don't, it's a difficult thing to do where I think Martin, George Martin, the, the fifth Beatle, uh, what he, one of the things he does or he did that was like the coolest and is very difficult is put strings in a rock song and not make it sound dumb. Yeah, like <laughs> most of the time when strings are in a in a rock song, it sounds cheesy. It's just it turns into the Goo Goo Dolls or something. And uh, Martin, you know, like Eleanor Rigby is is like, I mean, c- come on, right? Like. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to turn into a Beatles cast, but I just have yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about because I have my note. Is this like somehow this song doesn't feel corny when it should? Yeah, it should. This song should be, and I guess Tom's verse is a it's, whole. Separate it's become issue. a meme though. Like it's just the reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's 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 objectively like a little silly, but, but, but for some reason doesn't. I don't know. It still it works. Yeah. It, it works. Um, and the chorus of that song is undeniably one of the catchiest things they've, they've written. You can see in like the making of stuff, every time they like kind of get to the song, they know like, Oh shit, this is going to be a good song. Like (laughs) this is, there's something to this. The song's a hit too. And that like the same guys that wrote like, damn it. You know, like I think that's just a crazy contrast, you know, that this, this song is also a huge hit for like for them. Yeah. Hey, it sounds pretty cool, man. You should hear this shit. Don't leave. You have a band here. <laughs> Side door, man. I know what you mean, though. I know how you're like phrasing things. I know. All right, okay. Just trying to keep it fresh, you know? Sounds fucking great, Hoppus. Thank you. Wait, because that's man. Hoppus? <laughs> The voice inside my head. Nice. Is that it? It's, it's good and loose, man. I like it. Let's hear that shit. That's how I, that sounded fucking cool too. That'd be really cool. Fuck, that's awesome. All right, we just hit on something big. Voice inside. Go up on voice. Voice inside my head. Voice inside my head. Samuel, you're already the voice inside. No, but it, but I have to go up from already, right? You're already the voice. No, yeah. It's a higher note than already. Goes. Yeah, the voice inside my head. The voice in the voice. 
Yeah, this song was the one I remember when I got this album. My dad was like, he 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 didn't like disapprove of me listening to Blink One Two, but he was like, oh yeah, you're a kid, you're listening to kid music or whatever. But that was the song that he heard, and he was like, this is Blink One Two, huh? Huh? Like he he was like he he was impressed by that song. Um, which made, you know, as a kid and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It must be great. Like this song. Yeah, it's good. Um, but it is, it's, 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 it's like, well, okay. We talk about the construction of the song. It's a weird, it's the only song that is a drum loop. It's based on a drum loop that when I first heard, I was like, almost like, what the hell are they doing? This is so boring. Why is he playing this little thing? And now I realized the kind of genius of that and like, you know, you don't have to turn every song into like a prog yeah. drum solo thing. Like the fact is so simple. It really, it, it gives it a hip, like a, a huge hip hop influence where the, the song has the feeling of um, being put together on different, you know, like a, 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 a turn. Oh my God. I'm like, what it turns DJ table. What what was that called? <laughs> turntable. Uh, you know, we got the two, two turntable. Yeah. Um, and I, I, for me, but, I, but I it's not. Like an, uh, what I, I'm thinking of is, it has the vibe of like someone making a song with like an eight track recorder or something, um, or like a hmm. you know like when you you first got GarageBand and started messing with it and started like layering stuff on top Putting of it with a beat. loops yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely has that vibe for sure. Um, and I guess I guess what I was kind of thinking of it, 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 it almost sounds like in a way that they they would have taken this drum sample from like some song like this drum beat and that guitar riff from like another song and like put that's it another weird guitar and, riff too that i have that here that's almost like another kind of a yeah. acoustic feeling this thing like a weird like yeah i mean what we were just talking about with the uh tom changing his riff style this is another like great a example of that of these aren't this is a riff but it's not you know the like it's just a chord progression mm-hmm. but it's over and over again it's and you have to try to sit like that's why the song he it's, he can't really play it while he sings. He ends up going just like dun, yeah, because he can't. It's like it's impossible. Yeah, yeah live videos he doesn't. It's, yeah, because it's such a weird rhythm. Yeah, you you can't uh, do it. Like I think does Skiba do it? How does Skiba play it lately? I haven't. I forgot. It's a good question. We'll put it in here. I'm gonna guess he does it. I bet he crushes <laughs> it and he plays it. Exactly I think he does. I think he plays to. it while he sings it. Like I think and uh, where Tom would just kind of ring out the chords when he starts singing. He Skiba seems like he's probably better at uh, like interesting riffs that are chords because that's kind of like how Alkaline Tree Alkaline Tree doesn't really have like too many like damn it style riffs. They're more like um, chord yeah. stuff, and they probably have some wonky chord rhythms to like sing along to. Yeah, or whatever. I'm pretty sure that I think Skiba um, plays this plays like the riff as he's singing when he does it. Yeah. So. Um, but it's it's a cool riff, and everything in this song is just so locked in together in this groove. Like uh, the riff with the drums with the bass, it all is just so damn tight and driven by the rhythm, which is cool and 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 a very different vibe for for anything from a punk rock band, um, and even different from like bands that they're kind of drawing off from the song in this album, like The Cure, like just the idea of having something like this in such a focus on the rhythm is I think, I think that's the core of why I miss you is like a popular song and why it, it, it feels unique is because 
it is like this baroque pop like beatles-esque we're gonna throw a bunch of strings and and whatnot string quartet on this but the focus while there's tons of stuff going on the melody it's all in service of the rhythm copied this into my notes is uh it says tom long mark hoppus wrote the song in a two-part way combining uh two songs together to make this track the song was inspired by the cures the love cats they have here and then another example of these magic yeah. the guys brought together instead of separate so it's kind of similar like i think this is i think this song if you listen to love cats by the way that's uh i i have that down too and it, it, it you can totally hear the the influence yeah. from that and um where blink is kind of differentiating from Love Cats yeah. too. It's, it, yeah, check that um, song out. Another kind of devil's advocate song I ha- uh, or question I have here. Um, mm. which, you know, I keep I bring these up. You know, it's, of course you don't want to change these. Everything's perfect, but I have it here. Do you mm. wish that Mark had another <laughs> verse in the song? Hmm. Like, is there because because literally it goes. You ne- know, like you said, never occurred because you have you know Mark starts the song with his verse, then you have uh, yeah. uh, the, a break in the music, which. Oh my god! I love. This is what I, I've been saying this for two years now. More blank instrumental breaks. You don't need to be singing on every tr- every little moment. Mm. <laughs> but uh, and then he goes to Tom doing a verse, and then he <laughs> does the chorus for the rest of the song. You know, um, and so yeah, there's never a Mark coming. Mark comes in for the "I miss you's," but he never comes in with another um, another verse. Yeah, this is a, you're listening to it. And you're thinking like, oh, okay, so that we had a both of them song. We had a Tom song with Obvious, and now this is a Mark song. And it's like midway Tom through, takes Tom it. is like, get out of the way. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> but it, 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 that kind of that goes back to my you know, um, whole thesis on the whole album is that it's almost like it's these two guys competing with each other kind of over the, you know, this thing. But Yeah, and Tom kind of wins. Like <laughs> As far as like he ends up with like Tom the power wins. at the end of it. <laughs> And this is, you know, we, we talked about this, I think, when we did our boxcar racer. And I, I feel like I didn't mention this when we did our um, setting the stage for this. But Tom, got to keep in mind, like, Tom was really the breakout star from Blink at first uh, because he his voice was unique. Well, I, I, for, I, I would say it for, it the, and, for the mass, the, for the mainstream audience because Mark was kind of the, yeah, the, for, the breakout originally. So, yeah, I was talking about my dad um, and with listening to I Miss You being like, oh, this is good. He didn't realize this was Blink until Tom came in. Like, I remember him saying, like, this isn't Blink. It's, this is not their singer. Like, he didn't even, he just he just recognized Blink as the chipmunk singer. You That's know? the thing. Like, um, they, I don't know how many times. And at I this would... time, he was being offered, it's not talked about a lot, but I think this might have been attention more than anything else with the band, is he, he was in talks to get a solo yeah. album. And with Geffen and 
like the idea is like, oh, fuck Blink. Like you're now a pop star, Tom DeLonge. Um, Which is, goes right and, back to Josie. They were doing the same thing that Josie and the Pussycats. They were trying to... They're trying to make really? Josie the the star and leaving the guys the oh. other the the pussycats leaving the pussycats behind because they were just the they were just yeah, the pussycats but then the the record label's like oh no we're oh, gonna be Josie wow. and pussycats oh wow so, that's it'd have been like Tom and the Blinks you know Tom and the Blinks <laughs> or, <something>. or no uh, Tom, Tom and the One Eighty Twos or something you know yeah yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so I mean I don't I wonder. Um, I've never seen any, this is totally speculation, but I, I wonder if like when with knowing that and knowing that like there were times where Mark was going to sing, like there's video of Mark singing the Tom lines was, do you think the label was like, Hey, why don't we have some more Tom? In I don't, like, it doesn't seem uh, like the label. Like I feel like this album to me doesn't scream like uh, them getting involved or like, you know, disrupting. No, I, I mean, it, by all accounts, like the the story was like the label heard it and was like, do whatever yeah. you want. Like, and this I think is it, your. I think it just naturally happened this way. I think that I don't think that the, I don't think yeah. they were trying to do it like go in this. I think it just this it naturally happened and and it, uh, which is great. I think that's how it should be. And um, it just it's just a weird thing that happened. You know, where he kind yeah. of took over. And and the thing is, you're you're talking about like Tom's voice. Like, I don't know how many times I was ri- driving in my car my truck listening to this song with like friends in the car that like, didn't like, you know, where are you? And, and would get all like, just like, what are you, look at this fucking asshole. And, you know, saying derogatory homo, you know, shit to a, you know, really bad shit, you know, about it, you know? And I'm like, you guys are assholes about this whole situation. He doesn't sound like a real man. Yeah. I want a real man to sing love songs. Yeah, I hate that. And so it was like a, um, <laughs> Where and are I, you? I had to really, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> had to really defend defend my boy for for all this uh, whole era. But it was um his voice. It, it it's like the musical equivalent of like anime or something. Like it's just like a, it's just silly and fun. It's like its own thing. Like isn't that weird that this is this was a this is a, a platinum selling artist? Yeah, singing like this. It is weird. It's so strange. So weird. Uh, Don't waste your time on me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good ass song. Um, I love I love the my favorite thing about it is is the music it, it, backing it up though. Like I I you know I guess I I don't have anything to say. I guess I haven't already said. But damn, this is this is a, this is a highlight for me. It's a song that like I've probably overplayed. I mean, it's hard to not. But um, I I almost wish I could just like hear it for the mm-hmm. first time again because it's it's like a good ass song there's another little quote i mean like a a fun fact that um people probably know this but in case you don't um i'm pretty sure this is in the this was in the cd jacket but um um this is travis talking says uh is the song is played with brushes and is the only loop on the record the part um the part in the first verse about jack and sally i directed toward me and shannon and um Though Mark sings the line Shanna or Shanna, is that how you say it? Is that Shannon? Shanna. Shanna, yeah, not no, not Shanna. Um, though Mark is one, uh, the one who sings the line, it was drummer Travis Barker who asked uh, for that line to go in the song. So Travis wrote the whole "We live like Jack and Sally if we want," and uh, <laughs> and it's so like yeah. that's what people like. That's it's basically now this is the Jack and Sally song like to to neophytes. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's the lyric that really stood out. I mean. And it was the perfect timing. It was yeah. like the you know the rise of Hot Topic. 
around this time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Tim Burton remake coming out in theaters or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas playing in, in 3D and re-release in theaters. It was just like a whole thing <laughs> around this time. So, but, uh, it works. It, it's such a it, it's it's timeless now, and it's now a song that like probably is one of their most played songs because of the damn meme. You know, it's created. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of their most successful singles. No, we should sure. we should have went through um, TikTok and of uh, I miss you and see what's on there. Have you messed oh, with wow. TikTok at all yeah. yet? Uh, I've seen TikToks, but I have not downloaded the app myself. So I downloaded it recently because I felt like um, I st- we started making TikTok videos at work for different companies. Okay. And I felt like okay. I need to figure out what this is. Like I need to, I don't know what the hell TikTok is. I need to see what it is. Um, <laughs> and uh, it seems like it's mostly was based off the whole thing of uh, like songs, like tracks, like your uh, of an idea. Like you basically can like click a song and see any video that has that song in it, kind of thing. It's become okay. a whole new other thing as well, but I think that was the basis yeah. of it. Yeah. And so um, I'm sure there's a million different fucking I miss you TikToks out there of, of things, but it's strange. Yeah. TikTok is a weird thing. It's it's the most um, irritating thing I've ever seen. Scrolling through it, really. Everybody, <laughs> but it's also addicting as hell. It's like this weird the way it's designed. The app of just like scrolling, it's just one swipe. Yeah. And you're going to the next video, and um, and everybody is irritating as hell, but at the same time, you just can't stop looking at it. It's so strange. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't recommend it. Sounds cool. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm at a point now where I'm fucking having to make them. Maybe I'm, I'm deciding I'm making made the right life decisions. And I'm making TikToks now. And so, <laughs> but uh, anyway, right. that's a little side tangent on TikTok well, and I miss you. Well, speaking of uh, TikTok and what, <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to think of a segue. Oh, there to, to the click, the, the clicks song, of, the, I, of violence has some TikToking going on. Oh yeah, that's it. Just like a click of TikTok <laughs> sound, a sound of a TikTok uh, leads us into the next song, "Violence" uh, by Blink One Eighty Two. You want to um, pause? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 